church, good day to you. Kyle here, just outside downtown Des Moines at Midday Studios. And right now, there is in my heart this desire to like see your face, to actually know who you are, what you're thinking, how God is meeting you in this season. If you have a desire to share that story, I, I would love to, to hear that. Um, I'd love to um, give voice to that story in different platforms. So if, if that is something you want to share with this community, um, info at thegatewaychurch.com, drop us a line. Because God is at work. You know, it, it's easy to think that in a season such as this, that God is far off. And yet, almost on every page of the scriptures, and and I know that's not true, (laughs) literally, but but as you move through this this, um, unified story that leads to and finds its fulfillment in Jesus, it's as though God is making known the reality of his goodness that you open up page one and you see the goodness overflowing out of this like community of divine love into all of creation to share in this love and then this commissioning of humanity to push the bounds of Eden out into all of the world, to, to move the goodness of the garden outward into like the dark, swirly, chaotic wasteland. And then you, you also see this an abandoning of God's goodness, this declaration of human goodness over and against God's goodness. And our, our ability to discern what is good and evil, and yet in that discernment we get it twisted and call what is good evil and evil good. And, and, and God, by his grace, he, he like moves toward humanity with love to continue to display his goodness and you track along and there's some frustrating and confusing moments. And then this person emerges and (laughs) who um, is also kind of like a shady character. And yet he has this trust of God. He gives allegiance to him. He displays his faith and God decides to bless all the nations through him and to set this people, this family of Abraham, Israel apart as a treasured possession. And yet they too, and they too reject the goodness of God and call what is good evil and evil good. And then another one comes along, another human one, a son of man who is for humanity what humanity fails to be and specifically for Israel who Israel fails to be. And he stands in the place where all of our longings come to a crossroad. And he meets us. And he meets us with grace and he meets us with goodness. And we see that this is God himself, that this is God entering in to the flesh, like putting on the bounds of creation out of love to be for us and to us and with us so that he might be all in all. What a gift of love we have in Christ. 
See, our story, our story this day is, is caught up in a cosmic story, one of divine love moving towards creation to catch us up into the boundless glory of that love. And I know that this moment, this cultural moment, this um, economic moment, this um, political moment, they are all in their own nuanced ways suffocating goodness. And yet, through your life, God intends to display his goodness. So today, could that be so? I've found this theme at the end of the week. <laughs> it's the theme of questioning, do we actually believe God is who he says he is? You know, this past Sunday in our little um, church community here, taught out of Mark 4 and this parables of parables and this central question that how we respond to Jesus is the thing, that Jesus is the fullest revelation of God to humanity. And Jesus gives us a picture of what goodness really looks like. And it looks like giving away our rights, giving away our goodness for the good of others. That, that's love. And as we come to these moments of centering our minds and our hearts on Christ, this is not just a therapeutic moment. This is a catalytic moment. Because what these moments are doing for me over the collection of like 40 plus little daily podcast episodes, two plus months, like, is they're stirring my heart for the presence of God. And I hope they would do the same for you. I hope that this, this moment right now would punctuate your day with such an impression of divine love that you would be arrested by the goodness of God's grace. Do you remember that moment when God so captivated your imagination and your heart and your will and your, like the fullness of who you were? Maybe it was like that simple prayer you prayed when you had pigtails or um, when your knees were scraped because you were always outside playing. And yet you, you knew the love of God. You looked at the trees and you knew the love of God. You saw the clouds and you just like, you knew that it was ever present to you. Do you remember that? Maybe it was when you were like an angsty teenager and, and God met you in the midst of all your frustration and angst. Do, do, you, do you remember? For, for me, it was like I, I was living this upside down lifestyle where I thought what was good good was evil and evil good. And, and God, he met me in this dramatic and yet really mundane way. Maybe for you, it's right now. Your, your life is now beyond the scope of middle-aged and you're kind of like frustrated with that term in and of itself. But nevertheless, here, here you are, your hair is all gray. And if you're like me, it's fallen out. <laughs> like, and yet God is faithful to meet you right now with his goodness. Rem remember it, perhaps for the first time. You see, 
the whole purpose of this is for the renewal of all things. And so I do not for a second think that God is doling out sickness because he's up in the heavens trying to smite a few people. Our world is broken. It's broken by sin. It, it's um, like has the effects of that sin and human relationships and um, biological realities and in global realities. There's a spiritual reality that reflects the brokenness where spiritual beings are like at work beyond like there's things that are more real than like the room you're in right now. And yet God has broken through the brokenness with goodness to claim what is his. So remember that moment where God so captivated you with his grace that you could not but say, I am his and he is mine. Would you, would you right now, would you be willing to pray with me through this? Maybe it feels super awkward. Just go like embrace the awkward. <laughs> That's just like the mantra of this week. Just embrace the awkward. That's the, our new COVID thing. Embrace it. I just want to, I'm going to pray you through this remembrance. I'm going to pray you through that moment where God met you. And it's, you're going to hear little inflections of, of how that felt for me. And um, that may not be true for you. That's okay. But I don't want you to leave this, these next few moments without remembering that God is good and that he is faithful. So wherever you are, if you have the time and the space, maybe just go find a seat. Um, perhaps it's your most comfortable seat. <laughs> if that seat is occupied by a dog or a small human or something, um, or maybe your, your roommate is lounging there pretty hard right now, don't, don't worry about it. Just any seat will do. Maybe you want to go to a private place. Um, if you have small kids, that private place may be the restroom. So <laughs> put some headphones in and let's go. Um, and as you make your way there, um, set your feet on the ground to just there's nothing practical that increases blood flow. It's good. Um, but it also reminds you that we are grounded in God, that we are rooted in him. And if it's a helpful posture of prayer, you know, like we're not disconnected beings, our, our bodies help us to pray. So for me, a helpful posture is putting my hands out as saying, God, I'm receiving from you. So we're trying to remember. So I invite you, set your hands in front of you. But if that's distracting, don't do it. And now, let's just pause. It's going to be silent for a moment, and that's okay. And we'll take a breath, and then I'll pray. And as I pray, allow my words to be a springboard, a launch pad into remembering how God has met you, how, how he displayed his love to you, and how he was doing that now. And when I say amen, will be done and you can get up and go about your day. Father, we know that you see us. And even in our uncertainty of whether you see us, we say that nevertheless you do. We matter to you. You actually like us. You give us strength 
in our weakness. You empower us through your spirit. You give us access to the full range of human emotions. We see that in Christ, we have one who's truly human, who wept, who was angry, who certainly laughed. You met us in Christ. Like, like you, you met us. For some of us, you, you met us when we were young. A moment we, we somehow hold on to in our memory. It's as vivid as this morning's sights were. And we thank you for that. For others of us, you, you met us more recently in our lives. And sometimes the, the, the past sins eclipse those, the, those sweet moments where you, you, you actually like poured your love out and we, and we knew it. God, would you help us to know that, that there, there's no condemnation in you, that we get to hand over all of those things to you and trust that you really are good. God, would you meet us with your grace? Would you help us to hold this moment as a little Ebenezer, as a stone of remembrance? Maybe we tell today the story of how God met us in Christ. Maybe if we're able and we're in the same town, we actually, we drive over there and we take someone and we tell them the story. This is where God showed up in my life. Maybe we don't take anybody. We just go by ourselves and we praise you and we thank you. God, you are meeting us right now. And for that, we praise you. That you are present to us and with us. Amen. Amen.